For over 10 years, we've been bringing you killer metal music and frank discussions about heavy metal. Wait, who the hell is Frank? You are tuned into MSR Cast, brought to you by Mainstream Resistance. Here are your hosts, Kerry the Metal Geek and Sean the Metal Pigeon. Keep it metal. Welcome, my friend, to episode number 290 of MSR Cast, your heavy metal podcast. Well, one of your heavy metal podcasts. I am one of your hosts. I am Carrie the Metal Geek, along with Sean the Metal Pigeon. Welcome to uh, 2024, my friend. <laughs> yeah, uh, alive and in person this time. That's right. We have made it uh, into February. Uh, we apologize for not having some more episodes out, but we've been digesting so much new music. It's had we had time. We had to had give it time to sit in our bellies. You know what I'm saying? That and and the. W- our kind of 2023 recap episode went well into January, so it did. Kind of took a little bit of a break after that, and just yeah. Did you take a break from listening to new releases, or? Um, I yeah, pretty much, and I spent the past like week week or two catching up. And, oh really? Um, I I dived headfirst into it again. I was like, oh, I'm gonna discover everything in january and then february it's been a big a good couple of months so far i I always feel like after i go through like recapping a year i need time to just to listen to whatever the hell i want to listen to basically i i make sense i guess yeah um and we're going to be playing some stuff that's been uh that we've been really into recently so um but before we get to all that good stuff uh, let's let everybody know where they can find us. I want to do it at the top of the show and at the end of the show. Um, of course, you can find us on all your social media handles at MSRCast and our sister show at Metal Geeks and all the places where you download your podcast, Spotify, all those good places. And what about the the Metal Pigeon? What are you working on and where can people find you? Uh, I should have the next part of the Bruce Dickinson um, career retrospective up. And then the, the the third the final part will be after the new album comes out because I want to kind of talk about that new album um, to kind of conclude everything. So you have you've only heard the one track so far, is that correct? Yeah, I'm just I just want to hear the entire album now. I've heard another track and it's not uh, it's okay, it's for, not great for me. I'll just um, say that for me, my one of the the hallmarks of Bruce's career has been that his solo albums are are meant to be taken. I think as whole albums and if you take anything out of context you it's sort of you don't get the full picture of the album i mean and sometimes that can be for good or worse but you know like um balls to picasso is such a diverse album but if you listen to tears of the dragon is the only song from that album you'd have a different picture of what that album is so i sure. I, I, I don't know i just it, and you know my stance on this for the past like two years has been like i I just I sort of gotten away from listening to these singles that come out ahead of time because I just want the I just want the entire thing you know at at to listen to yeah so we've got we've gone over that stuff ad nauseum it's like one of the bands I was going to play is was whom gods destroy which is the project with Dino Jesusic Jelly Sick I I don't know how to say his last name. Hope I'm saying that correctly. And then Derek Sherinian and uh, Bumblefoot on guitar. Pretty good stuff. If, you, uh, if you're if you looking for a continuation of the last project, this is probably the closest you're going to get. Um, so 
no Jeff Scott Soto singing, but uh, this guy had a lot of stuff going on last year and put out a solo album and a bunch of different stuff, and he was really good. So looking forward to the album, but I've heard the two singles, and you're right. It's like, why why didn't I just wait till the album drops, you know? Right, yeah. But um, speaking of other podcasts, I wanted to take this time to let everyone know that our friends, friends of the show, uh, Christian Renner and Justin Corbett, the uh, the metal detector himself and the guy that consumes way too much metal, Christian, have started their own podcast. And I think it's really cool. It's called Harsh Vocals because they say they don't like harsh vocals, but they do. I mean, or clean vocals, but they do. Not as much as like me and you do. But. Christian does. I don't know about Justin. Yeah, Justin a little bit, not a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He really likes to harsh the black metal style, but there's sometimes when it surprises me that he likes something that has more clean vocals. But yeah, they've started a podcast, and I think we're gonna invite them on maybe the next episode, and we'll do a podcast jam or a roundtable or whatever. We can just talk about what we're looking forward to this coming year. You know? Yeah. Um, have you been checking out any of the new episodes of the Metal Exchange podcast? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was I was featured on uh, well, my my Your album. Pick. My pick was featured on one of them uh, recently. With uh, they were they covered Judas Priest Turbo. Yeah, they did. It was a fantastic episode because uh, it was it was so interesting to hear the perspective of of uh, guys who were not f- at all familiar with that album and right. Um. Yeah, I mean it. I I always thought that album was really fascinating, and it was uh, worth I think l- another look from for everyone, you know. And, and uh, yeah, they did a great job on it too. I'm actually I, I've been trying to think of what ne- what other album I'm going to suggest to them. Next. I have a I have a couple ideas I want I want them to cover too. I, I um yeah I listened to that and I listened to um they had to take one for the entire metal community, but they. They covered Saint Anger on the last episode. Yeah, I just listened to that. One. Oh my god! Just hearing the like thirty second clips they played, what the fuck was Metallica thinking? <laughs> oh my god! I mean, I'm I haven't been a Metallica fan in a while. Um, like some of the stuff from the last album was okay, but these and they said it in their episode. These guys created some of the most iconic thrash albums for years and then they just forgot how to write music or something or play i don't know they still play okay but their songwriting just went to shit so the the funny thing was before i listened to that episode that morning i was like i I had saint anger on the background i was kind of skipping around and stuff no i didn't even i wouldn't even do that well and and, because my thought was like hey maybe maybe time has been kind and no you know because it had been ages since i had heard that album like 20 years ago right and i gotta tell you man like that album seems to have aged worse it's um it it might be in contention for the one of the worst metal albums of all time because uh yeah i don't know how it sounds somehow worse all these years <laughs> later but but god it's rotten and uh i don't i i can't imagine them being in the studio and going yeah that sounds really good Let's do that. Well, I mean, the, the the funny, I mean, the great, the only redeeming quality of that album is the fact that the, the documentary that uh, that chronicled its recording yeah. gave you such a good insight onto how absolutely screwed up the internal band workings were during that time, where such an album could be somehow passed as like, yeah, this is fine. that was the some kind of monster documentary, right? Yeah, 
that's the documentary where it pretty much put the 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 nail in the coffin of my enjoyment of that band <laughs> when fucking Lars right, the, the was complaining scene. about his art only getting a million dollars. I'm like, okay, you're so fucking far away from where you guys came from being metal fans. But I will admit, um, I listened to Lars Ulrich on, you know, the, the Smartless podcast, which is Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and Sean Hayes. Oh, I've never heard of it, but so it's really yeah. good. Uh, it's one of my favorite celebrity style podcasts because what it's those three guys and they have really good chemistry because they're really friends. And what they do is each week one of the guys surprises the other two people with a guest. And I went back and listened to the Lars Ulrich episode. It was maybe like three or four months ago on their on their on the playlist, and surprisingly, it was pretty good. I actually. Had a little bit more respect for him as a person. Um, he wasn't a douche. He was just, he seemed like a a typical guy. And I, I, not that I, you know, makes up for anything in his past, but I, I it was very surprising to me. I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to give it a shot. And I did not come out really disappointed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very interesting. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, I, I like... I don't have any like animosity towards him or anything, but uh, yeah, animosity is a, is a to them personally is a hard word. I mean, I I met Robert Trujillo like what about a year ago? Yeah. Did you see that they're playing a couple shows in California and they're doing a small tour in Australia for Infectious Grooves? Uh, that's interesting. And yeah. uh, so Trujillo is in the band. And uh, I guess Brooks Wackerman was like the drummer. He's been the drummer for a long time. Couldn't get off from his other projects or whatever. So they got Jay Weinberg fresh kicked out of his uh, Slipknot. Is that right? Slipknot? Yeah. There you go. It's hard to keep up, you know. But I I know his dad is Max Weinberg. He was the uh, Bruce Springsteen drummer. And he was also the band leader for uh, the Conan show. Conan O'Brien. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I would love to see that show. I'm a huge fan of Infectious Grooves. You know, he um Rob was the only one who showed up when Metallica won the the Grammy a couple of weeks ago for oh, the yeah, best metal true. performance, which is just like yeah, of course they won the Grammy for it's so typical. Yeah, the Grammys don't whatever they don't matter. No, they don't. They haven't mattered. I don't think ever. No, you know, we're not going to get into all that, but <laughs> uh, I guess that's, 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 we're caught up on everything there. That's everything I want to talk about was, as far as podcasting. Um, you want to get into the first band here? Yeah. Um, so this is the band. I I really liked their last um, album because um, they had Kobe from, um, it, it, so this band, they're from Israel. They're from Tel Aviv. Uh, we're talking about this band called Tomorrow's Rain, and they just have a new album coming out called Ovdan, which is, um, I, I guess, the Hebrew word. Oh, I have to. I looked it up earlier, and I can't remember what it is now. Um, I'm gonna have to look this up real quick. Give me a quick second. Um, have you heard? Of, you know who these guys are at all? Have you heard them before? Uh, uh-uh, no. This is my my introduction. Nice. Um. It's the Hebrew word for loss or ruin. 
Um, so there you go. That's pretty, pretty dark and depressing. I know the singer had an issue really, uh, recently in the past couple of years, um, like a medical issue. And he wasn't, he didn't even know if he was going to survive, you know, I'm going to look these guys up real quick. Um, it would help if I could spell that. That's the one thing I hate about Encyclopedia Metallum. It's if you don't spell it exactly right, they're not going to find it. It's not a... No AI in that bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, um, it's not assisted. Yes. So they had an album came out uh, in 2020 called Hollow, and they actually had a full Hebrew version of this album, too. Um, but they had some really cool guest stars on that album, um, including uh, Aaron Stainsorp from My Dying Bride, Greg McIntosh from Paradise Lost, Saki's from Rotting Christ, Kobe from, of course, um, our favorite band, Orphan Land, a um, bunch of different stuff. And on this album, um, I think there's some very interesting guests. Um, Attila, uh, what's uh, Mayhem? Is that, that right? Yeah. Yeah. Tormentor. Um, that's actually a really interesting song. Michael Denner's on the album. Bunch of really interesting people. Um, and the song that I'm picking is the first, I hate to say it, single from the promo, uh, but it's called Sunrise. And it has a very uh, Swallow the Sun uh, aesthetic to it. Um, but not the whole album is not like that. There's some really mellow moments and um, like gothic rock elements. I think this is a band you would really enjoy, uh, tell you the truth, Sean. Um, I know I've brought the brought them up before with their previous album, but um, I think if you sat down and really listened to this, it, you'd really dig it. The album comes out in April, so this is a, a very, very early look at this album. So let's get into Sunrise from Tomorrow's Rain, and we'll be right back.
and we're back. And uh, what you just heard is a band, and you kind of new to me, although I think I've heard the name before in a uh, metal context. Um, but the band's called Ryujin. I don't even know how to pronounce that because one of the members of a K-pop group called Itzy is Ryujin. And uh, <laughs> everyone roll your eyes. And uh, the song was Dragon Fly Free. I know the, Eagle Fly Free. Off the yeah. <laughs> not a little inspiration there, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, there is a, there's a power metal quality to that song. Yeah, it's not... Okay, so we're world travelers because we just came back from Israel and Japan on this on that set list. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is the first time I've heard it. I, I knew uh, Matt Heafy was involved somehow, was composing and, and producing and stuff like that. But this is it's very interesting. Um, I can definitely hear the power metal element, but you can hear the traditional Japanese um, musicianship in it, like the instruments and stuff, which I thought was really cool. But it's not, it, at least in this song, it wasn't over over the top, hit you in the head. Like here's our instruments that we're using from Japan, you know? Right. It was, I mean, the the thing they remind me of is like kind of Brimir, sort of like a fusion of like power metal elements and thrashy yeah. elements and mellow death type. And it, it's, it's sort of in that vein of just like, Hey, we like all this stuff and we're going to combine it together. And, and uh, I, I, I've been impressed by the entire album. I it's, it's such a diverse album and I don't get bored of listening to it. So Early year standout, I would say, right now for me. Wow, those are some high high praise right there. And you know, the thing with Matt Heafy is like every time I hear him, like in one of these guest spots, I really I love him. I think he's great in like these guest yeah guest spots. So he's, I mean, I'm not a huge Trivium fan. I really, I'll admit, I really liked the very first album that came out. Right. Yeah. Um, when they sounded like. Metallica, but you know, I, I guess not, <laughs> well a little bit. I think their second album they sounded more like Metallica, or the yeah. second or third. But that first album was this. It was it came out in a time where um, it was very interesting take on thrash metal. Yeah, yeah. Um, but after that, they just started sounding like a lot of every other other people, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't hate the guy. Uh, I respect what he does, and you know, I know when we had the satellite for a while, he, he had a, a weekly show on liquid metal and he would, you know, produce a show every week where he was definitely pushing new bands that he enjoyed. And, you know, you got to respect that, you know? Oh yeah. No, he's, he's plugged in to the metal. He's a, he's a fan. Yeah. Yeah. And he live streams everywhere. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was, but I guess Ryujin. Yeah. Eagle, I mean, Dragonfly Free. I can't. Eagle Fly. I'm like, now, I'm sorry. I have Eagle Fly Free just stuck in my brain now. It's, yeah, now it's in my head, too. <laughs> That's the um, the benefit of being a band like Halloween, where all you have to do is say a song title, and it's it, songs in your head. I think that... Um... I think that one of the things about this album that impresses me the most is, like, the kind of dexterity of the whoever the lead vocalist is like he seems to he can bend his voice in different ways and do different things and yeah yeah I'm impressed I mean if you like if you liked Brimier at all like what they did in their last uh, two albums you should give these yeah. guys a shot very cool I'm gonna have to give this album a definite shot because I've I've only heard that one track you, we played and uh, so before Japan we 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 left Israel. With tomorrow's rain, and that's from the upcoming album called Ovdan. Ovdan, 
uh, Sunrise. Um, yeah, again, Sean, I think this is a band you're really going to enjoy when you really uh, get into it. Um, so check out the first album, which is really, really good, too. A lot of great uh, guest appearances on that. Who's the, and I'm blanking on the name, who's the other band from Israel that we like uh, has uh, Tomer Pink in the band? Oh, um, because that name, the, the title of this band, like Tomorrow's Rain, that reminds me of that band. I'm trying to remember their name. The one that had uh, Paul Kerr in it in, yeah. for a while. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm having a, I'm gonna having a brain fart too. We're, we're not, we're not doing good tonight. We're guys. not. <laughs> it's the end of the week. It, it's very true. It's been a long week. Uh, Subterranean Masquerade. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was it. Um, yeah. Great. No. Perfect. That's cool. More bands from that part of the world is always a good thing. I yeah. I, I really like this band. If you uh, like this song is very much in the style of like Swallow the Sun, but they do all kinds of different um, mix up, like a little, little bit of goss rock metal. And there's some definitely a lot like a, a complete distant acoustic song on this album, which is really beautiful. It's just an overall great album. And I, I really like these guys and I would like to promote them even more, you know? Yeah. Um, you got any concerts coming up you're going to? Uh, Blind Guardian, April 24th. Yeah. I will be in Austin at Emo's for the Blind Guardian Night Demon show. Oh, that yeah, is Night Demon, huh? For certain, I will be there. Nice. Um, beyond that, I don't know. I'm, I, I am kind of considering one of the days for maybe doing like a, a, a single day ticket for Hell's Heroes, but I'm still on the fence about that. It's, it's you gotta, it, okay. I w- that was something I was going to bring up, but uh, let me get to it in a second. Um, they, so Hills Heroes, they just announced that one of the bands that I was really wanting to see originally was playing Saturday, right? Now has moved from Saturday to Friday. So um, and that was Watchtower. I was really looking forward to the reunion of of, of that band here in Houston, um, I'm trying to find like their daily schedule. They have a daily. Let's look this up. Um, I guess we can just. I'm just going to go to their Facebook. So look up Hell's Heroes. Um, so Thursday, uh, I'm probably. I definitely want to go to this show. It's uh, that's the Candlemass headlining spot. Doro is playing. Autopsy, Hellstar, uh, Girl School, bunch of great bands. But Friday. Now is um, Queen Drake headlining with their first couple of album, like the EP and Warning set. Solitude Eternus, Eternal Champion, Watchtower, Agent Steel, Omen, Morbid Saint, Cauldron, and that's just like the headliner style band. Uh, Stygian Crown, who if you haven't heard them, they're great. Their new album's really great. On uh, Cruz del Sur, uh, Kachamar is going to be playing. Night is playing. I think Friday is the day to go, bro. I didn't mean to call you bro, but <laughs> bro, you got to go Friday, bro. Uh, well, so the band that I really want to see is Doro. Yeah. So um, if I went, it'd probably be for that. That makes sense. But I mean, I'm still on the fence about it. We'll see. Because a single day ticket's still pretty pricey. It so. is. Uh, Saturday is not shabby either. I mean, you have everybody from Early Moods, uh, Don Bringer, Necrofire, Traveler, uh, Cirrus Ungol, Summerlands, uh, Forbidden, Demolition Hammer, Rotting Christ, and Sodom, you know? I mean, it's hard to pick a day, you know? 
Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see Doro in the autopsy and then Candlemas. That's a pretty great lineup right there. Right, yeah. And Hellstar is doing a Nasiratu set. I mean, they're doing old school, playing an album in its entirety, which is pretty fucking cool. That's cool, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I will be going to... That's going to happen at White Oak uh, Music Hall. And if you guys are coming into town for that, reach out to us. Let us know. Um, it'd be cool to meet up with some of our, our listeners here in, in Houston, you know? Maybe we can figure something out. But I'm going to White Oak this Sunday as a recording to see An Evening with Haken. Uh, I bought my ticket tonight. Uh, my wife is actually going to a different show that night. She's going with some of her friends to see Twin Temple. Uh, it's her birthday weekend this week. But I was like, you have to go see Twin Temple. You know, you've seen Haken. We just try to see shows together, but I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I am, I am so tempted to buy the uh, VIP to 120 bucks. Um, and it, it's very interesting. You get um, a tote bag, which is $20, which is they, they posted their uh, merch on their website or on their Facebook page today. And it looks really cool. There's an autographed drum head that is $75. Look at this drum head, dude. Oh, interesting. It's, it's like that whole tour graphic of like the jungle book the disney jungle book but it's their weird version of it yeah i love it it's amazing um you also get uh individual photo opportunity with the band vip autograph signing session with the band and premium vip seating to watch uh the haken soundcheck experience so if i'm spending 75 dollars on the which is what the the drum head cost but it's it's not just like a drum head. It's like, it's really nice. It's like the whole, uh, it's printed on there, you know? And then, so, it, so the difference between that and like the VIP is like 40 bucks, you know? I think you should do it. Do you think so? If only for the story it'll have when we, when we do our next episode. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but my problem is I, my number one album of last year I never got the vinyl because that was so expensive, and I was hoping they were going to have it on the tour. Apparently, it doesn't look like they do. Now, I don't have the new vinyl to get autographed at this autograph session. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? It sort of sucks, but if they if if they autographed that uh, drum head, you know, I'm I'm happy with that. Right. Because that's it's fucking beautiful. <laughs> that's what I gotta say. Yeah. I All mean, right. maybe you can come. get maybe you can get a poster or something. They do have like they they do have like a thirty five dollar like poster thing on, right. but maybe yeah something. I mean, I have a couple of their CDs, but I don't have anything on vinyl because the the vinyl for this band is like outrageously expensive. Yeah, it sucks. But um, do you want to talk about the Carrie King band? <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> um, so have you heard any of the tracks? No, it's <laughs> it sounds okay. It sounds like later era Slayer. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, and it's not horrible, but um, it's not what I wanted. I don't know. Didn't what's his name quit violence to join his band? Phil Demel. Uh, he, yeah, he, he quit. quit. <laughs> he he quit. Yeah, he basically did. So violence is no more. Basically, is is what I take away from that. Um, because without him, yeah, maybe. Hmm. But uh, do you know who else is in the band? Oh, who's that? Guess who the vocalist is? 
I, th- I feel like I read it, but it, uh, I did just didn't. It's Mark Osagueda from okay. uh, Death Angel. Yeah. Who's one of my right. favorite vocalists, but because this song came up on a random uh, new release playlist on Spotify this morning. And I'm like, oh, that sounds good. Oh, okay, that's who that is. Same. I mean, uh, I actually think Mark's a better vocalist than, than Tom Mariah, but um, same approach, I would say, vocally. You know, like similar yeah. approach. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Carrie King has been, uh, good old Carrie has been talking some shit about his former Slayer, uh, band members. Yeah. Saying that he's played all the bass on the last albums, uh, talking shit about Dave Lombardo big time. Like, come on, bro. The the only reason these stories are coming out now is right before you have your solo release. It doesn't, it doesn't track right there. There's something weird. Right. Yeah. Why, why now? Why not? Why wasn't this in the news like two years ago? You know what I mean? Yeah. I played bass on all the albums. No, you were fucking radio silent until this album came out. Now you're talking shit. Kind of, it kind of does make you feel like, hmm, the likelihood of there actually being a Slayer reunion would be very minimal at this point. No, it's, I, I don't think it would ever happen. Yeah. Mostly because I, I, you start to realize that maybe Tom Mariah just didn't like Carrie King after a while. Which is, I totally don't blame him. Like, I, I get it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I would imagine he's a hard guy to get along with. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about this uh, whole insomnium issue with, uh, with Johnny Lamatain? Johnny? Yanni? Yanni. Lem- Yanni Yanni Lamatainen, yeah. Lema- I, which I, I mean, I love the guy. I loved his solo album that came out, what, two years ago? Yeah. So, um, I don't know what's going on here. This is... This is weird. It's a strange story, and it's it's. Some people are are, are speculating. Seems, well, some people are, seem to be alarmed by it. I, I don't yeah. think there's any reason to think that. But um, I, I I am disappointed because Yanni, I thought, added so much to the band, mm-hmm. particularly on on the Heart Like a Grave album. Now, I don't think that he was utilized well on the last album. No. Which I think is part of the reason why, in my opinion, that album wasn't quite up to the heart, heart like a uh, grave album. Sure, but you know, to to see him kind of drift away from the band just after a couple of years in there, I, I, it's disappointing for me because I, I was it was sort of like, oh, he was back in the the kind of spotlight and stuff. But I mean, he. Ha- I say that, and meanwhile, he has been doing Kane's offering albums all this time. He has been contributing to other stuff like Dark Element, working with Annette. Yeah, doing he has been. He putting did his music solo out. album. Yeah, he had a good solo album uh, out with a great track with Tony Kakow, and uh, yeah. So it's not like he's just going to drop off the face of the world, but I do feel like. But he has recently, which is okay. So, um, apparently, he ghosted his teammate or his his bandmates. Despite attempts to reach him, the Insomnium is a band said that Limitian was nowhere to be found. A quick look at his social media account showed that the dude's been inactive for at least a couple months. Um, so rather than uh, just paraphrase what they said, I'm going to read the, uh, the, the press release that Insomnium put out today, right? Many of you have been asking where Johnny, Jan, I want to say Johnny, but Yanni Limitian is and why there has been no update about his status in the band. The answer is weirdly simple. For a long time, we didn't know where he was, and we could not reach him by any means. The reason why we did not address this situation publicly yet was that we hadn't given up hope. Obviously, Yanni has been a close friend and much-valued member of this band. We wanted to allow him to either 
solve the, the situation or at least provide a statement to his fans. Sadly, it is now evident that Yanni and the rest of Insomnium have different priorities. We have hence agreed to go separate ways and Insomnium will continue as a four-piece from here on. So they said we wish Yanni all the best in the future and wanted to thank him for the past year spent with Insomnium. Um, apparently, this will not affect any of the forthcoming live shows. Uh, VLA Freeman will be joining for the finished shows. Uh, Brandon Ellis from the Black Dahlia Murder and Nick Cordell from Omnium Gatherum have agreed to fill in the second guitar during the, the upcoming North American tour. So there's there's two there's two issues well two things here like with as far as insomnium goes yeah. I think that or no let's talk about Yanni for as far as Yanni goes if if you know uh, whatever's going on with him uh, hopefully it's just he just I don't know I don't know how he operates but someone someone was pointing out to me on the on the power metal uh, Reddit that yeah. uh, hey you know he kind of did this to Sonata like he kind of ghosted them too did he really. And that this is sort of like a trend with him or something like, uh, or maybe he just has some, you know, issues with whatever kind of con issues he has going on in his life. Sure. If he, if this is, if he just needs to like drift away, you know, at some point and that's how he deals with things that sucks as far yeah. as like for a band situation. I mean, I can understand that his, uh, you know, having a girlfriend or something and just like not and just doing it this way. I mean, it's not the right way to do things even then, but I can, I can I, yeah, it's weird, right? Because you, you, you're but, but your what mind if he is, but well, let me ask you this. What if he is really in trouble right now and nobody can get a hold of him? So hope I'm, I'm hoping that's not true, but yeah, I mean, well, the, the thought is like, oh man, maybe he's going through a like depression or something like that. And this is how he kind of becomes when he is going through something like that that's all wild speculation but being a metal guy and coming from finland it kind of it's like one of the, the leaps your mind goes to yeah so i i hope he's okay that's the only thing because he's he's i that's i just hope that he's all right doing fine wherever he is and if he just wants to disconnect from everyone and that's how he's going to be okay then that's fine as far as insomnium like what they really need to do is what they just said in that press release had those like, Oh, we're going to have VLA Freeman come back for, um, the shows in Finland. Well, you need to just bring that guy back completely into the fold sure. in the creative process. Cause for, to me as an insomnium fan, VLA Freeman is kind of the one half of the, the, the beating heart of that band with Nilo. And if he's not there, I feel like their quality of their material suffers. And, um, and, Yanni did a great job filling in for, you know, kind of stepping in and, and with Marcus Van Halle taking care of some of the creative aspect of that band for Heart Like a Grave, which was a great collaborative album. But, but, it would, but I miss Vile's input into on, the songwriting. Yeah. So know? touching on that Vile thing, he's not, I mean, he could be back in the band as a composer and songwriter and help on that, but he's not going to leave his his day job to go tour. No, no, he, he's I, too important for I, that. I think, you know I, what I mean? I don't expect him to tour, to go on tour, but I just want him to be a part of the yeah, no, songwriting, you know? Cause he's, he's technically still a member of the band. Yeah. He's but still even doing, though, he's done stuff with him recently. I mean, even though he was barely on the last album. You yeah. Know? It's, it's a weird situation. That's the guy I interviewed years ago when I was first getting into him and one for sorrow came out. Yeah. I got to interview Ville and it was like, the very interesting conversation, just talking about his, 
you know, his day job and his love of metal, you know? When I when I saw them open for Epica and Ailstorm... Yeah, I was there. ...at uh, Scout Bar, when I, I, I left that show, like, dur- before, like during Ailstorm's set, I went outside and... Who doesn't? And, 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 and Insomnium were just hanging out there. And, and V-Way is the guy I talked to for, like, 15 minutes out oh, there. Oh, really? Just, yeah. And it, it was... Um, that was a show I never forget, but uh, I, I, I just... I love the guy, because I feel like all those early classic albums had... S- he was like the lead writer on all those things and the the reason why i fell in love with that band was because of his writing yeah and so I, I miss his presence in the band and i hope that with all this stuff that's happening here maybe the silver lining can be that he moves back into like okay i'm gonna these guys need help i'm gonna move back in and do more songwriting sure. for the new album or whatever well, i just hope everything's okay um oh yeah i'm gonna be following this because you know insomnia is one of my favorite bands it's just a just it was just a weird it was a weird press release that they had to put out about it, you know? It sucks my, they had to get to that point, but it did. My hope is that everything's all right, and eventually, you know, we'll hear news of uh, kind of a, oh, we're him and Cota Pelter putting together a new Kane's Offering sure. album, and, you know, here we go. Yeah. Those Kane's Offering albums are fucking great. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, let's get into the next band here. Uh, we're going to get into a band called Lord Dying. Now, I've heard this band before, um, but... When I was discovering music that came out in January, this I came across this album called Clandestine Transcendent uh, by the band Lord Dying. I, 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 you know, I was judging a book by its cover by the name, but oh my God, dude, this band is all over the place. Um, it, it, they're progressive, sludgy doom band, right? Um, there's a lot of progressive, like really avant-garde elements to the band but their their main sound is more of that you know red fang um you know mastodon style sludge sound but it's i wouldn't qualify them as that there's so much other stuff going on on this album and i think it's one of my favorite albums of the year so far it's so good um the, every song on here is a little bit different and in, in in very um, interesting because you expect it to go one way and it just veers off and goes completely different. Um, I would definitely check out uh, this band even further. Uh, so without further ado, let's get into the song. Um, it's called final push into the sun. This is from the band Lord dying. Let's all bow.
back to the show. Uh, that was a band that the Metal Pigeon has picked out here called Soul Mass. And uh, I don't know anything about this band, so please let us know. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I have never heard of this band before, but they've been around for a little bit. I think 2013, they're from Florida. Um, someone on my, my Twitter feed was talking about them and was saying like how, how much they were loving the new album. And uh, so I checked it out, and I was just like, yeah, this is this is kind of what I want in death metal right now. I want like breathability in the, in 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 the riffs and I want um interesting song structures and sort of fusing in other styles of metal. They have a little bit of doom metal to their sound. Yeah. They have a little bit of like um spaced out more heavy traditional metal song structures going on. And it's just like that just enough of a variance from death metal to make me interested and like go, oh, okay, yeah. Like this is stuff I can bang my head to. It's um, it's not like a wall of noise, which I which can kind of burn me out sometimes with death metal, and it's just a really good, solid death metal album that doesn't feel like a death metal album, if that makes any sense. Yeah, and um, yeah, I'm I'm a fan. Uh, definitely one of the more surprising things I've gotten into early in the year. How'd you discover them? Just. Uh, yeah, he, it was just literally just a Twitter post. Like everyone needs to check these guys out, and the, I, you know, I thought the album cover kind of looked uh, like Candlemassish. Uh, also, the name of the band is Soul Mass, so I was like, oh, Soul Mass, Candlemass. Is it going to be? And I, I kind of thought they'd be like Candlemass, and then you know, when it's when I started playing, it was like, oh, this is death metal. All right, yeah, interesting, uh, but very very good. I have to definitely uh, check them out. I haven't. I, the first time I ever heard about it was tonight, and that's. One of the, the beautiful things about this show is even me and you discover new bands every time we record. They're, they, what they really remind me of is like when when I first heard Frozen Soul. Yeah. Like, all right, that's like a, a spin on old school death metal that I can appreciate, you know? And it's, it's, it's for me, it's all, it's just about, it's about variance and stuff. And that's the same thing with the, all the black metal stuff I enjoyed last year that I had on my list. Yeah. It was always, it was stuff that was, that was, kept fresh by how different they made it internally like like you know it wouldn't just be like a wall of noise all the way through they had changes and and um uh differentiation within the music and yeah that's that's what gets me going with extreme metal these days you know very cool not not just pure extreme like i'm i'm over that you know i get you i get you for sure uh so and before that was Something that's sort of like a, you know, same thing for me, something new and interesting is the band Lord Dying, the album Clandestine Transcendence. Uh, yeah, it, like I, I made comparisons before, but it's not it's not doing it complete justice. You know what I mean? It's just a very interesting album and you'll find uh, through each playthrough, you're going to find something a little bit new and different to to recognize and um I don't know. It's just a really, really cool version of this style of like sludgy doom metal, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it's just from the one song I heard. It's definitely like unpredictable. I'll say that. Yeah. Like when you when I was listening, it was like, oh, okay, that's an interesting fusion of styles. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'll, I'm going to go listen to the entire album and see how it how it holds up for me because like the sludge stuff I have. It has to be done a certain way for me to get it really get into it, but um, yeah, 
but yeah, it, it, it very interesting. Which I think is well, that one of the things I was thinking of when I was listening to where there's another band I picked later in the show and we're going to play. But um, I was thinking like, what am I looking for? And it really the, the the best of 2023 list, the year end list, sort of pointed me in this direction of like when I'm listening to new music right mm-hmm. now, I'm in that mode of like, just interest me. Like do something interesting and and trigger my, you know, capture my interest so if it's something that like I feel like I've heard before that isn't like like the best of what it could be doing, then I I feel like my interest is gonna is not gonna be captured. But um, if they're doing something different and they sound unique, I will maybe go back for a second listen. So right, yeah, I agree. Um, you know something I am excited for though. What's this? Did you know there's a new Arian live album coming out? Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, the one I didn't get to go see live. First episode of 2024, and we, we've already got an Aryan mention. Oh, of course. Uh, he has a new project coming out, too, uh, called Plan 9, uh, which was with Robert Soderbergh, book, and it was a project he did before even Aryan, and it just never got released, and they finally are putting that out. And the track that I've heard, it's very bluesy. It's, it's interesting. But yeah, the uh, they did the live zero one zero one one zero zero one live beneath the waves, and I would have loved to go see that live, but it just was not in the cards. So this will be the next best thing, I guess. You know? Yeah, I'm excited for it though. Um, it has everybody from? Have you heard any of these people's names? Maybe Simone Simons. Uh, I am familiar, yes. Damien Wilson? Yes. Annika van Gersbergen? Yep. Jonas Renke? Yes. Uh, Tom England? I, I am aware of him, too, yeah. Daniel Gildenlow? I've heard of the name, I just don't remember where he's... Pain of Salvation? Uh, that's right, yeah. Marcella Bovio? Yeah. Brittany Slays? Who we just we just watched the new... We uh, did. Unleash the Archers video. The second time I watched that video, I liked it more than the first time. Yeah. Uh, what about Hansi, Hansi Kirsch? Heard of that name before? So he's going to be playing with them? Yep. Yeah. He's on it, yeah. Uh, right now there's a live... Uh, uh, they put out a live uh, song. Um, I don't remember what it is. Uh, I don't remember which song it is from the album. But uh, there's, a, there's a video already released. I, have to, I might have to make you watch that. Hmm. Um, but they also do like a couple things at the, at the end. They do like Fated Man from Star of One uh, because Britney Slays are there, of course. And then Day of the Earth, the World Breaks Down. So interesting stuff. If you're a fan uh, of that, uh, definitely worth getting. And I think the only place you can get the earbook is through Mascot Records, which I need to make my pre-order for that pretty soon before it sells out. But uh, you know what hasn't sold out? What's this? <laughs> this this band called External. Okay. Uh, have you heard of these guys yet? Uh-uh. So this is a band I discovered uh, on one of my new playlists, and it's one of those things when you're listening to something, in, uh, like the new releases, right? And you just fucking stop. And you're like, what is this? And you have to make note and just start looking into it right away, and that's how this band was for me. Um this band is a Finnish progressive metal band. 
uh, very comparable to like Vola or like um, Soin or uh, Leprous and that that style. Um, it's it's the album is called Dreamscapes. It's just um, a brand new album that's uh, the January like January nineteenth. It's such a great album. Um, some very interesting uh, progressive uh, metal rock, whatever you want to call it. It's it's just really really good. Um, and it was hard to pick a song. There's a couple of tracks I was I was looking at, but the first track just fucking like headfirst into this this style it's called "To Way to Wear." Uh, so let's get right into it, dude. Uh, this is the band external from the album called dreamscapes and uh, we'll be back. Place. 
the new album by Matter Mortem, um, a band that uh, 
that I remember from way back in the day yeah. and just sort of kind of forgot they existed. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that song was Master Tongue off the new album, Old Eyes, New Heart. Uh, so Matter Mortem, I, I, I kind of thought that you would um, be a fan of them just because I remember them being more doomy. Like yes. back when I first heard them, and I, this was back in like the early like two thousands when I would just listen to anything that I could get my hands on, and I remember listening to uh, an album of theirs called Mercury and thinking like, oh, that's pretty cool. It's not. It wasn't exactly what I was the kind of metal that I was into at the time, but I still appreciate it. And um, yeah, that's this. I this is the band that's always been on my radar, but not really dived really into. But yeah, that late. The late nineties, early two thousands, they had a bunch of albums that were all like this, you know, slower doom metal, you know, with female vocals, and this sounds nothing like it. I, I like I remember Deadlands and yeah, um, uh, Dessa, all uh, flesh is grass or something like that. A- albums like that um, around that time, they were one of the bands that had a a, a female singer back then that didn't really get the kind of attention that a lot of the other bands like Lacuna Coil were getting. Yeah. They just sort of flew under the radar. Um, but I remember getting like, I remember seeing them, they, they popped, I think the first time I heard them was on a, on one of the discs attached to the magazines for, you know, one of the import metal magazines I used to buy. Sure. And that's how I got into them uh, initially at first. And then I, you know, I listened to those first few albums and then like a lot of bands, I just sort of, you know, slept on them for the next like, 15 years or whatever and uh and then yeah now i they just kind of popped up in my spotify um recommendations thing i was like oh yeah these guys i kind of forgot about them and i've been enjoying it it sounds very experimental for them there's this riff at the end of that song that's fucking just killer yeah i mean that's what that's the thing i like about this this kind of i remember them being more doomy back in the day but this seems more like groove based and it's got very a little thrashy, more progressive yeah. stuff going progressive on progressive thrash yeah it's it's very cool and I, and I love and I know that riff you're talking about I love it too and that this album's kind of full of moments like that and I, I've been enjoying the hell out of this uh, unexpectedly but they still have the same singer the same guitarist I believe yeah I think bassist. there was like brothers or something in the band right right yeah from Norway um, good band that I think you know, as as you and I are testament to, I think a lot of us have slept on that maybe needs to get more attention. That there, that early atmospheric uh, Peaceville doom metal vibes are very yeah prominent in their early material. This sounds nothing like that. Yeah, and I'm interested. Yeah, I mean, I, I I've been I've been enjoying the the new album quite a bit. All right, well, I'm gonna have to check it out. Uh, what about the band before that? We heard external. Uh, I liked it. For some reason, I, I know they don't sound anything like them, but the the music or the the production approach reminded yeah. me of Voyager. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I could definitely see that. It's that it's that that it's metal, but it's also like very accessible rock. It's, it's very bright, well. yeah, yeah. And I liked it. I, I thought it was actually pretty engaging. So yeah, there's some really good stuff on that album, uh, Dreamscapes. So it's a it's a contender already. It's really it's a really fun album. Yeah, that's sometimes what you want. You don't want any. That's what you you want a good fun album, good clean fun. Yeah, I want uh, yeah diversity. I want I want different stuff, and that that definitely was different than what I would normally listen to. So, is there any other? Um, I know we're not going to play a lot more uh, from these albums, but is there any other album that are on your sort of like playlist right now that you want to talk about? Um, well, honestly, the only thing I've been listening to a lot of Heavenly's albums. 
uh, because the Metal Exchange guys recently covered Dust to Dust. Yeah. That's a power metal band that doesn't really get talked about even a lot in power metal circles, but they are... They're from France, and and they, you know, there was a decade there from 2000, 2009, where they released a string of pretty damn great power metal albums, and Dust to Dust being maybe the best of those. And so the Metal Exchange guys covered it on their podcast, and I, it just kind of, I just dove back into listening to all those Heavenly albums. I've been kind of on a big kick for them for the past, like, I would say week and a half or so. Um, There's one song I cannot remember um, what it is, but it just gets stuck. It's such a good song. Is it "Lust for Life"? No. They they have a they have quite a few hooky songs. They also had some turns where they were very Queen inspired or Queen influenced. Yeah, I do remember that, <laughs> which was which was strange, but really makes it sounded great. So, uh, yeah, interesting band. Anything new? Um, so uh, nothing in the metal sphere. I mean, it really, it's just, you know, the Exit Eden album came out recently. Um, they are, uh, it's Clementine from Visions of Atlantis. Oh, really? Uh, I forgot the, I always forget the other girl's name in there, but also, um. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I'm blanking on some of the names. Well, Amanda Somerville used to be in the band. Right. She's no longer, she in, the- no longer in the band, but they, they put out a new album. And I, I, I look, their first album, it was... Femme Fatale, right? Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, their first album was all covers. This one's like some covers, some original stuff. Right. I, it's it's schlocky, sort of poppy, glossy, theatric stuff. But I, I you know, I like it. It's I mean, I like, like Clementine a lot. I like yeah. her vocals. Yeah, she's Some great. of the other vocals, they're not... They're totally different styles than her. Right, yeah. Um, this is like the second uh, cover version of It's a Sin I've heard in the past few months. Well, and the Lord fun- of the Lost did a, a, a version of that too. Right, yeah. No, I actually heard their version. I thought it was really good. And the thing is they covered uh, Alone uh, by the Heart. Heart song, yeah. Which I, I could have sworn to God they they had covered that in the first album. It's such an obvious cover to do. They like, did Kaylee, which is a great fucking Marillion song. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I just watched this top 20 um, songs from the 80s that you don't know but are amazing. And Kaylee was on there. Uh, number one, yeah. if you can believe it, was The Sun Always Shines on TV from AHA, mm. which is my, the Suspiria cover of that song is one of my favorite covers of all time. Have you ever heard a good cover? That that would be a good cover, yeah, Suspiria. Have you never heard that? No. Oh, it's so good. Have you have you heard a good cover of uh, Strange Love by Depeche Mode? Uh, like a good metal cover of it? I feel like I have. Because I feel like that'd be an awesome song to hear yeah. done in the metal version. Anything that's sort of uh, Depeche Mode with some heavy guitars would be good. They don't play that song anymore, apparently. Why? I don't know. Like, Or every time they play it, they do like an acoustic version of it. They don't do like the full-on Oh, original. really? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, hmm. they did a cover of Poison, You Ride Alone, um, Separate Ways, which I thought was interesting. Some of their... their um, Originals aren't great. It's very AOR ish, you know. Yeah, it's it's AOR Frontiers ish type stuff. Is it on Frontiers? I don't know, but it's it's cutting that cloth. <laughs> <laughs> it should it might might as well be. But sometimes you need some of that. So I heard something that uh I'm loving today, the new uh Homford. Uh the album is called Men Guaz Hone Er Sturk. 
if that makes any sense to you. Um, do you know much about this band? Uh, that's the first time I'm hearing of these guys. I, I fucking love this band. Um, the vocalist um, is a guy named uh, John Aldara. He's also the vocalist from Ayutun, or Yotun, if you really want to say it correctly. Yeah, that name's familiar. Um, and he's also in... Oh, God, what other band do you think? Uh, I can't think of the... Baron Earth, that's what it is. That's right. Um, yeah. Fucking love his vocals. Um, I, the production so far is a little bit lower than I would want, but it's really, really good. It, it's an early promo, so we'll probably be playing something in the near future from this album. But, um, yeah, I, I'm i so jealous that uh, Justin from the Metal Exchange was on that 70k tour or ship and Yotun played I'm like I, it's one of the bands I would love to see um speaking of 70k we are we've had a lot of interesting conversations between me and my wife about actually going on next year we've uh I've reached out maybe I know some people that might just get a room together and just have fun man it's how can I how can I how can I go wrong we love cruising and we love metal Justin's uh, account of the the trip on the podcast yes. was was very interesting. Yeah, no, for sure. D- making a deci- the decision on whether to see a band at four a.m. in the morning. What I think was- uh, might have done it uh, is we watched a guy uh, on seventy k take his video camera, go from his ho- his uh, room, and walk around the entire ship. And we've been on a lot of Royal Caribbean ships recently, so it was all familiar territory to us because they're not all so different, you know, and. The, we're like, oh, like you can just go here, grab a slice of pizza, and then walk down the hall. And you see, fucking one of you, like fucking Blind Guardian play, you know, right? Um, and then if you're tired, go back to your fucking room and sleep. And then it, it's it's probably the most convenient metal festival out there. Might be more expensive, but compared to like going to like um, you know a big metal festival in like Germany or something like that, you're just in a big fucking field. That does yeah. not sound like fun to me. Yeah, I mean the they're, they're always going to have the ability to to get acts that just wouldn't be able to tour North America that's, because that's a lot of it too. You can't no uh, visa costs, right? And, they're yeah. in international waters, and there's no a lot of that stuff is just out the window. You don't have to yeah. worry about it. Um, so yeah, I'm, I, I I know just like a lot of other things, they you buy your tickets and then you hope there's stuff on there that you really want to see. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I'll still have fun anyways. But, but uh, going back to Homford, um, they are another band from the Faroe Islands, just like Tear, which is very oh, interesting. Cool. Yeah, yeah, not a lot of bands from there, but I, I really dig them. Um, I've also been checking out the new Pineapple Thief album. Um, if it, like really traditional prog rock, um, has a drummer from um, Porcupine Tree in it. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah. Listen to the new uh, Eson a little bit today. I, I listened to that this morning. Yeah. yeah. Um, too early to give an yeah. opinion. It, it, it's definitely, it seems like a little bit more straightforward than anything I remember him doing recently. So it, he's been inching there closer and closer, I think. I didn't hear any freaking saxophones in the, you know, or anything. <laughs> Not yet. Um, uh, have you heard the new Russell Guns album? Uh uh-uh, uh, no. Jack Russell and Tracy Gunn. No, but that's that's kind of um, the first an time I heard them. Like, I don't know if I want to if I'm going to like this or not. And then our our friend Christian Renner 
from the his podcast now, which is it's so cool to say. He was like, "Yeah, it's a really good album." I went back and listened to it. And I'm like, "Oh wow, yeah, this is." The second time through, I'm like, these are really good fucking songs, you know? You know, so did you ever give that Winger album last year a shot? I did. So I, I thought that was a pretty strong album. Yeah. Like, for what it was. And, like, it's amazing how it took, like, 15 years for a lot of bands of that era to just realize, like, you know, like, when it comes to new music, we just need to do what we're good at and try to make the best version of that and not try to make it sound modern or any of that bullshit. So one of the band, oh, one of the, uh, somebody posted in the Metal Geek Society recently, I think it was John Winningham, about the new um, Kitty song. And I have no idea. I only know Kitty from their new metal stuff, like, from two, early 2000s, you know? Yeah. Apparently... Um, that's the only album that they sounded like that. So I, I actually listened to the new song today and it's a little repetitive with the vocal lines like over and over, but it's not bad. It's not anything what I expected them to sound like. It's, it's a little bit of black metal ish to it. It's pretty heavy. It's no, it's not what that, what does it spit it out or whatever it was? No, that's Slipknot, but. I, 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 don't, I honestly can't even remember what they sound they had, like. I it's, remember like one song from yeah, like 2000. It's, it's been so long. Um, so I will give, and then uh, uh, Larry Roberts from November's Doom actually uh, chimed in and agreed, said that he really digs the band. So, huh, cool. Yeah, I'm going to have to check more of it out. I mean, you know, that's one of those things where you have something in your mind of what it's going to be. And that's probably where a lot of their, you know, they're stuck in that early 2000s new metal sound. Yeah. People think that they are, and they're not. Um, I want to talk about the new Manticora. Have you heard that album yet? I, I So I, that has been on my uh, something I've been listening to. That, that guy got kicked in the balls before he started recording. His, his high notes are so fucking high. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good album. I think we'll play that soon on the show, I believe. I'm try- it, 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 it's not gelling with me quite. Mm-hmm. Um, quite so much, but I've been going back to it. So yeah, uh, I listened to this. Uh, I haven't finished listening to it yet, but I started to today. It's like this progressive, mellow death black metal project, but it's instrumental. It's uh, called Oscillation of Void. In nights embrace the woods we shun. Fucking awesome album title too. <laughs> um, another band that uh, Justin, the metal detector from Harsh Vocals podcast, introduced me to was Eternal Storm, and I listened to that this morning. Um, and it's like this epic, progressive, like blackish, uh, mellow death album. It's really good too. I've been listening to the new um, Witherfall EP. Yes. I was actually on the fence about putting the song up to okay. play, but the thing is their songs are pretty long on that EP. So one of the, the last song we're playing on this episode is super long. So I think, yeah, the, um, that and the new, uh, album by, um, striker, which yes. just, which quietly just came out the other week. Yeah. I, I agree. Realize. It's on my, it's on my, I've already started like a top 24 albums, top 2024 album, not the top 24, but they're on there. It's really good. Yeah, I mean, it's got some good moments. I really do think like there's moments on that album where they're tr- they lean more Def Leppard than anything, and that mm. uh, that it's like that kind of poppiness. And I'm like, oh, that's an interesting yeah. avenue for you guys to explore. You should do a little more more of that. People know my my love of, of Def Leppard, right? Yeah. Um, 
I I've been doing a lot more of workouts in on in my VR headset. We talked about this before, right? Um, the Supernatural app they had one that had like Skid Row and a couple other things, but it had fucking Def Leppard in it, and I powered through it. I did it, you know. <laughs> but they also have a play a playlist that I've been doing fucking a lot that has Halloween and Anthrax and Slayer in the same playlist. I mean, it has fucking I Want Out, which is like one of my top five songs of all time. Right. I never get tired of that song ever. Now, how many times I've ever listened to it. And it's so much fun to play or to work out to, really. You call it play, workout, whatever. You you will sweat your butt off on uh, in this in this program. You know what I noticed speaking of Halloween? Yeah. Is that finally, finally Gamma Ray somewhere out in space right. is on streaming. And they have a new single out and they have a new album they're working on. Yeah, I mean they I haven't I, put an album out since they did that Halloween cover. And and I'm guessing no, that No, no, wait. I'm thinking of Master Plan, right? You're, no, no, yeah. you're right. That's Master Plan. When was the last Gamma Ray album? Um well, they put out they they reissued Blast from the Past last okay, year. Okay, that's true. But um, no, like they, I those, apologize for mixing those two bands up, but it's sort of the same. Those albums have not been available on streaming. I, in fact, I th- I'm pretty sure that uh, that um, Powerplant wasn't on streaming for a while either. But but I see that those that and somewhere out in space are finally on freaking yeah, Spotify. Powerplant's so. a great album. I mean, I was in heavy heavy in doing the uh, the magazine the fanzine msr mainstream resistance sorry back when that album came out and i had like a stack of fucking power plant promos and i came on to uh sweet nightmares one time and gave a bunch of them away to callers and shit that was fun nice um that's when they started calling me carry claws because i had a had a stack of fucking power plant promos <laughs> um let's get into our next band speaking of we talked about arion earlier Let's sort of break into Aventasia a little bit and uh, talk about the new Magnum album. Yeah, the new and probably final Magnum yes. album. Once they come out with some unreleased material or something, but the guitar player passed away like weeks before the album came out. Yeah, Tony Clarkin, founder yeah. of the band, along with Bob Catley, the vocalist. Um, this is he, he passed away and. Uh, uh, this seems to be the swan song, and I and I gotta say, like just like the past, I would say three to four Magnum albums have been pretty damn excellent. Yeah, Th- this is no exception. It, it, Here comes the rain is a great album. Um, there's yes. some, there's something really affecting emotionally about this song too. After the silence, and I, and I just feel like, man, what a what a heck of a way to to you know call it a career on the band if this is the last thing they do. Um, which I have no reason to believe it won't I, be. I love the title track so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, it's it's amazing how much of a renaissance they've had creatively in the past like decade or so. I got to see them. I got to see Bob Catley live. Right. Yeah. Which was a phenomenal experience. That, yeah. That show. Magnum, I don't think has ever has toured the United States since like the late mid '80s or something yeah. like that. They had a lot of albums out. But in in the UK, they're they're beloved. They're one of those bands that's. Um, just like you know, we were mentioning Kaylee, like Marillion, like Marillion, yeah. Mar- 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 and so and, uh, Thunder and stuff like that. Is this their magnum opus? Probably. Well, no, I think their magnum opus is um, uh, on a storyteller's night, sure, nineteen eighty-five. But, but I mean, the, uh, you know, their past four albums, 
seriously, like for guys who are like past the age of 65 when they were putting out those albums, mm-hmm. they were they were just as good as on, on a storyteller's night um, in that same league. So it's kind of remarkable. Like when, when people think of like, well, bands get older and they just can't put out creative, good, good stuff creatively. It's like, I don't know about that. I mean, I, I just think it's the ones people who are who, who's trying harder and who's not. These guys are all, at all. Well, Clarkin was seventy seven when he passed. I mean, yeah, and he was just writing great songs up until the end. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, yeah, I really, I, I really enjoy this album a lot. Uh, so, why did you pick this particular song? Uh, favorite, easily my favorite song off the album. Although I, I agree on the title track um, being excellent. But and there's something it feels like this one I don't know it's sort of like I feel like playing this sort of like a, a tip of the cap to to Tony Clark and yes you know um, it, this seems like the most emotional sweeping you know grandiose track on the album too so yeah yeah All right, let's take a, a few moments and sort of calm down um, we're gonna listen to some Magnum and then it's gonna go into some straight thrash metal we'll be right back. <laughs> i 
it up man uh that was some fucking thrash right there i am loving the new album from fku the horror in the metal do you know what fku stands for uh, i'm assuming one of those words is uh is a four-letter word no it's not oh really it is not you'd be totally wrong it stands for freddy krueger's underwear <laughs> these are one of my favorite like thrash bands they they will totally fucking admit their their main influences is sod oh yeah yeah as <laughs> you can hear yeah but uh i hate the term but i was today years old when i found out the vocalist is the same guy from darkane oh wow i was like wait what that's a random pull there yeah yeah right i was like that's very very cool i did not know that um, I've liked these guys for a long time and this album, it's really fucking good. Um, they're a Swedish band. They've, the first album was like 1999, dude. Wow. I didn't realize they've been around so long. Yeah. Uh, metal moshing mad. And then sometimes they come back to mosh where moshers dwell. Uh, number four was rise of the mosh mongers. And then 1981 was, in 2017 and the newest album is the horror and the metal yeah <laughs> don't have to go to texas but, but but they should well you know what that song's about i, I have no idea is it texas it's chainsaw master pretty much yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly uh great band uh i've i'm excited to have a new album out um it came out last week on despot's records uh check it out if you are a fan of thrash and you like horror metal and and sod and all that kind of stuff uh check it out because they fucking love the mosh man yeah no it's it's it definitely had sod written all over it. yeah <laughs> yeah probably why i love it so much yeah <laughs> and the u has an umlaut just to let you know uh, of course <laughs> how could you not uh so before fku we had something completely different yeah yeah, new Magnum. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm probably gonna be listening to this album 
throughout the year uh the way i have with our the past few albums so um very very bittersweet yeah i, I think reg- when i when i consider this album um but yeah i'm glad we got it at least one more and took really good one too yeah um so yeah if you like anything they've ever done i mean this uh, this album uh, if you like Avantasia, do you like any of that kind of epic uh power um just rock you know yeah there's do yourself a favor and check out the new album here comes the rain because uh it's a it's a fitting tribute to to tony and to the band yeah definitely all right so uh any other topics you wanted to get to before we uh wrap up this bad boy uh well i'm a little curious about this whole winter sun thing you you wrote on the notes because I, I haven't watched the video yet. Okay. I saw it came out today, but I haven't watched it. Okay. Well, well we, we can talk about it next time because I'm sure this Winter Sun business is going to get even more juicy by the next time we have our podcast. That is true. I'm. Are you interested to hear it at all after all the sure shit? Yeah. I mean, I've always been interested. I I I, I enjoyed Time One. Yeah. Um, you know, you just eventually you just stop caring about something that doesn't come out. You know, and um. Yeah, but but when it arrives finally, whenever that is, I definitely will listen to it. Supposedly at September or or whenever he said it's going to be. Oh, that one it is. Yeah, I mean, I, again, one of the the problems with metal, and one of the problems that the people on on discussion forums were saying was like, dude, instead of tell, and uh, making a big announcement about how you're, yeah, because there's, there's all this stuff about that. Is it a pre order? Is it is it a crowdfunding situation? Right. It's it's very um, like what's the word I'm looking for? It's um, the this whole gray area. He, he, here here's the mistake that 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 metal heads and metal bands, people at metal labels make, is like guys just do like the pop stars are doing now and just release the album a surprise release. <laughs> like it worked for Two Mold last year. Just drop the album. Don't no announcement. Just say, "Hey, guess what, guys? Time two is out now. Go listen to it." And everyone would have freaked out, and it would have been all over the place, and there would have been tons of positive publicity for the band. Instead, he stumbled into another situation where he people were questioning his motives, right? All this stuff. I I had written about him a long time ago, like criticizing his whole approach to the time two business, and. And, and everything I said back then rings true now. He just he he makes one gaff after another. Just just he should have just released the album already. Like, is it ready to release? Then release it. You know. I agree. There's Don't, some. There's something. There is something strange about this whole situation. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> just is it is it a are you is it a pre order? Is it are you doing crowdfunding? Why did you call it crowdfunding if it's not really? crowdfunding and you've now you're doing crowdfunding again for i'm like what is it by the you did crowdfunding for the album to record now you're doing it for the release yeah and it's, and, and it's like by the way i mean you know when he explained like oh no it's not crowd it's it's just a it's just a pre-order you're basically pre-ordering it's like i used a bad ter- bad name well well don't use that name yeah but now you have people questioning your motives and then the other thing is yeah. this when the album finally does get released and people listen to it and form an opinion on it that opinion is going to be colored on okay, is this album worth all the money that he crowdfunded? Does it seem like something that he couldn't have done in a professional recording studio with with external producers like I don't know Sasha Paith yeah. at at you know Heaven's Gate Studio or something? It, it, 
like, is it worth the, the, does it justify his genius type thing where he needs to have like this computer and this and but all this stuff? The, this whole situation is leaving a bad taste in everybody's mouth. Oh, it's of course. Just, yeah. I don't, I don't get it. And, 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 and all these years of, of this bad taste could have been washed away if he had just not said anything and just announced, Hey guys, new album, new album is here. Go listen to it. And every, everything would have been forgiven. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Some Listerine. <laughs> yeah. It's Listerine. Gonna... Uh, but I mean, what I mean by Listerine is a new album. Drop right. it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think that's about it for this episode. Uh, thanks to everyone for checking us out again and hanging out with us again on this episode. I think we had a lot of interesting topics and some really great music in this episode. Um, I'm going to say episode one more time. Sorry. Uh, of course, you can find us all over the internet, as we mentioned before, at MSRCast or our sister show at Metal Geeks at MSRCast.com, at MetalGeeks.net. We're on all the social medias. Uh, if you're on Facebook, come join the Metal Geek Society. If you uh, listen to your podcast on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever, um, leave a review. Just let let people know that you uh, listen to the show and you're, you, you enjoy it. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, Check out our friends podcast. Check out the Harsh Vocals podcast. Check check out uh, the Metal Exchange podcast. Oh, and, and uh, new album coming out very soon from Gray Skies Fallen called Molded by Broken Hands. Cool. Yeah. I've listened to it. It's really fucking good. And uh, expect an interview with them again pretty soon. Nice. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's a really good, really fucking great album. Um, what about you, sir? Uh, yeah, I metalpigeon.com. Uh, I will have something new up there soon before, uh, March. Uh, so, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, Very cool. check that out. And, uh, on the next episode, hear all about my evening with Haken. Nice. And, uh, as always, we have one last thing we have to say. Keep it metal. And keep it magnum. Hey, Geekazoids. Thanks for listening to another fine podcast brought to you by MSR Productions. All rights reserved, blah, 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 blah. For reviews, archives of our podcasts, and all your other metal geekery needs, please visit metalgeeks.net. Keep it geeky. Keep it metal.